BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Right now. Realizing I watched a lot of uh, television with the youngsters back in the day. How about that? I'll say it again. That cab driver in Bucha Rios, Mexico, when he said, Senor, you're Espanol. Mucho bueno. Why is that? I said, uh, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> That's right. I learned so much Spanish. I got to brush up on my Spanish, though. <laughs> yes, you do. Come estas. Una más, por favor. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the United States of America. Welcome to the RP Show after a very long respite. We're back at Calgary's entertainment destination, the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, live with Sports Talk for the next two hours on Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. And, of course, uh, YouTube Live. We welcome back a stranger, a stranger's in the house. Old Ronnie Millsop uh, song. The Moose, Darren DuPont, is here, back from globetrotting. How you doing, Moose? I'm doing well. Yeah, I didn't expect to come back to snow in Calgary. <sighs> Don't get me going, man. <laughs> it's but it's little, good. A little depressing. Uh, when I say globetrotting, the guy spends the week in Hawaii and then comes back and is all over the globe doing sports on the weekend, and you find yourself here at the Great Eagle. And we'll be yeah. talking about that a little bit here in the Quick Six Show Topics. I will say, coming up, Flames great, NHL great, Stanley Cup champion Tim Hunter. He's here already in the lobby at the Great Eagle Event Center. I feel like he's a bit of my spirit animal, Tim, because everywhere I go, I'm running into him. He's at the rink, at the tarp auction, at merchants, at here at the Grey Eagle. So we're going to tell some hockey stories here today. Although I feel like you and he should, I should just get out of the way. <laughs> and you and two, you two should renew acquaintance. That was so years ago. Yeah, no, I know. But I'd, I'd rather just hear you guys do the interview. Oh, yeah. But Tim Hunter will be with us in hour one. And then the head coach and general manager of the Estevan Bruins, the host of the National Junior A Championship, the Centennial Cup, Jason Tatarnik is going to be with us as well. I can't wait to get down there to Estevan. We're going to be doing the show there the whole week. Craig Button and I hosting the hot stove for the Bruins Sportsman's Dinner. It's going to be fantastic. Tarts, as they call them, will be with us in uh, hour two. So let's hit the quick six show horn, please. Director Gordon, if we can. Uh, Easter weekend recap. We got the photo album coming up, but I'll just say this. The Moose was in Hawaii last week, and then you fly home, and you do a rush game Saturday night, a Pats game Sunday. And then you come to Calgary. Yes. So you really finished it up with a bang that week. That's right. Yeah. You say? Yeah. No Easter weekend, really, for me. It was just bang, bang with uh, the hockey and the lacrosse. Well, always working. And you know what? We'll do a very brief Easter weekend recap. Number one, sifting through hate mail from viewers that we weren't on Game Plus for the last four days. So I'll, 
should I apologize for that? It wasn't my decision. Right. I forwarded all the emails to the guys in Toronto. So there's a lot of people out here in the West that are upset that we're not on. So I guess that's a good thing. If they didn't care, then that would be worse. That's right. But I know that we're back on Game Plus TV and we're going to be, I think, till the end of time is the sense that I get from uh, the people. So thank you for your concern, but it's good to be back. Now, the photo album from the weekend. What do we got here, Clark? Let's, let's open it up. I don't know if it's my photos or your photos. This uh, clearly is yours. I wasn't yes. here. What was this? I've got a few. This is, uh, I just, I needed to get one token Hawaii shot in there. Mm -hmm. So this is before we left. We went on a big hike. It was 150 meters, I think, of elevation, this hike. Nice. Back and forth. So that was cool to get to the view. And then uh, off to Saskatoon. So love having the river view at the Delta downtown. And then uh, the last shot will be Mark Matthews after the uh, the rush win at the podium there he was really good they won and they're still kind of alive in the playoff race i love well they got to keep winning uh seven teams vying for three spots in the nll playoff race how about that okay here's mine my brother came out here he was actually he sold a horse or two and he had to get his trailer fixed so i went down to okotoks to meet him and we had a good visit we had a awesome. little Easter uh, thing there with my brother. Mercy Hurst, his daughter, plays hockey at Mercy Hurst. That's the bunny hug that he's wearing. So that was fantastic to see family on the weekend here. And then way back to Thursday night, that's Patches. Max Pacioretty, Canada's team, the Golden Knights, were in town here Thursday night. That's, we haven't been on the air since. Right. That feels like a month ago. So anyways, uh, the Flames, yeah, yeah, they've been awesome to me, giving me the, uh, what do you call it, the... Um, clearance yeah to go down and take photos like that and stuff so that was fun thursday night game and the golden knights routed the flame but again that seems like a long time ago there's your weekend photo album hit the horn again please jordan if you don't mind as we get into the actual stuff that matters thank you uh monday nhl leftovers johnny goodrow dylan dubé and blake coleman scored in the first period in the calgary flames beat chicago 5-2 last night in chicago jacob markstrom made 22 saves as the playoff bound flames won for the seventh time in eight games in denver marcus johansson scored the go-ahead goal with 9:14 to go Ilya samsonov stopped 24 shots and the playoff bound washington capitals beat the abs and snapped their winning streak at nine with a 3-2 victory. There weren't, there weren't a lot of games to go through here, Moose. In Seattle, Matty Beneers scored in his second straight game to become the third NHL rookie this season to record a point in his first three career games. Seattle beat Ottawa 4-2 in a friends and family game, as we say. In Glendale, Arizona, Sebastian Aho scored his 36th goal midway through the third period, and Carolina snapped the two-game skid with a 5-3 victory over Arizona. And uh, Nathan Bastian had a goal and an assist, and New Jersey beat Vegas 3-2. How do you lose to New Jersey? Canada's team, the Golden Knights, blew their chance to gain ground on the Kings in the Pacific Division, and their playoff hopes lessened severely, which is five games to go. Vegas three back of L.A. in the division, four back of Dallas and Nashville for a wild card berth. And in Vancouver, break up the Canucks. Elias Patterson had two goals and a helper in Vancouver, extended their winning streak to six games with a 6-2 win over Dallas. So as, as exciting as the playoffs are going to be, you felt like we've been in the playoff mode here for weeks. Yeah, especially in the West. In the yeah. East, it feels like things have been kind of locked down. The Islanders were the only team kind of hanging around. Mm -hmm. But in the West, yeah, it's playoff hockey already. Well, uh, I was looking. The score app is just awesome. I don't think I could live without it. That and the weather app are the two things that I look at the most. And it, Florida would play... Washington now in the first round. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is this is 
murderer's row for every team. Every team in the Stanley Cup playoffs is going to be good. And I, I guess it's kind of always been that way. But the last I saw, the Flames would line up against Dallas. Weren't we talking about St. Louis a while back? Right, yeah. So it's still shifting. We're getting to the end of the regular season. And the games have been great. And I just want to point out, Kerry Price made his return Friday night to the Bell Center. He made 17 saves in a loss, 3 nothing to the Islanders. And people are going to say, well, he lost. Well, unless he could score goals, what else is he supposed to do? And did you see Kerry speaking? I watched Sports Center four times this morning, so I'm really up to date on everything. Yeah. He, Kerry Price, said he's not going to play at the Worlds, he doesn't think. Right. But he never has, and uh, so he, he'd consider it. And I think you know? that's, you know, he hasn't played, right, in a while, and now yeah. he comes back, so a chance to play a little more hockey if he went and played at the Worlds, but we'll see if he does. There's a lot of good goalies out there, yeah. but there's only one Kerry Price. Uh, so it was nice to see him back. So moving on to point three. The Toronto Raptors still looking for their first win of the NBA postseason. Toronto lost a second straight game in Philadelphia Sunday, this time dropping a 112-97 decision to the 76ers. OG Ananobi led Toronto with 26 points. The Raptors will return home for Game 3 in the Best of 7 series on Wednesday. I watched that instead of the Flames game last night, and I don't know basketball that well. We all know that. Like, I will watch it. But after the game, I saw their coach, Nick Nurse, complaining about officiating. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this isn't a good look. And Nick Nurse is a Larry O'Brien winning coach. And he's won a title, he knows. But I thought, Joel Embiid just steamrolled you. What are you bitching about uh, refing for? You know what I mean? Like, I get the heat of the moment and I get all that. We've all been there. But I thought it didn't come across very well. No, it didn't. And, you, and they showed Embiid over by Nick Nurse during the game. And Embiid's like, what were you telling him? It's like, I was telling him politely to stop complaining about the cost. And as long as you keep fouling me, I'm going to keep draining the free throws. Yeah, he had, he had more free throws, didn't he, than the whole Raptors team Yes, in the game? Well, that was their game plan. Yeah. So just Shaquille O'Neal said, Sixers are going to sweep them. And everybody in Canada dumped on Shaq. Ooh, who's laughing now? And Kate Burness said the most horrible thing at the end of the stand-up on the court after the game. She said, well, they say you're never in trouble until you lose a game at home. <laughs> no, the Raptors are in trouble, okay? They're down 0-2 to Philadelphia. Who came up with that saying? I think it's a hockey saying. Because the series, well, well they're both the series stupid. Long, but they're, yeah. Like... It makes a... Toronto's in a lot of trouble. Down 0-2. Who cares whether they've gone home or not? So anyways, that's my take on that. To the Blue Jays, I got this from our newest partner, Fanatics. When are we going to announce that deal? Hopefully soon. New sponsor, Fanatics Sports uh, Merchandise. New partners of the RP Show. I picked this up from Fanatics. We'll be announcing that soon. Uh, American League East rivals will square off tonight in Boston. The Blue Jays will send Yusei Kikuchi to the mound against the Red Sox. Toronto is the division lead after opening the regular season with six wins in its first five games. Red Sox enter play with a 5-5 five and five record. That's all I'm going to say about that. We'll be watching. It's a 7-10 first pitch. And do you think the Blue Jays will be in and out of first all year long? Like first or second, second yeah. or first? Yeah, I think they'll be there. That's a sense we get, right? And when the pitching gets more consistent, I think they'll have a chance to maybe create some separation. But they were talking about... The seven days or seven weeks or whatever it's been mm-hmm. um, of a normal spring training, that's kind of ending now. So they're kind of expecting, you know, everything to iron themselves out by this time. That makes sense. 
I'm uh, absolutely. I'm speeding things up here in the warm up because I want to get to all my topics, and then the moose is going to vacate, and Tim Hunter's moving in, so I'm not going to belabor the Blue Jays talk. Uh, to the next point that I had written down here in the Quick Six Show topics is the United States Football League. It kicked off this weekend. I will virtually guarantee that you watched none of it because you were traveling all weekend. Right. Okay. So I'll handle it. I watched the New Jersey-Birmingham game on Saturday. The, all the games were in Birmingham. The thing that struck me was all the CFL guys that were in the game. Corey Chamberlain's the defensive coordinator for Birmingham, his hometown team. Jason Garrett's on the broadcast, former Ottawa Rough Riders quarterback, Dallas Cowboys head coach. Jim Pop. I'm like, I'm watching the game going, who is that cool S-O-G? It's Jim. You got the shades on, really? right? The flow. Yeah. He's the head scout. He's the director of player personnel yep. for the whole league. That's right. Uh, There's a lot of CFL guys there. Game kicked off. It was a track meet early on. Each team scored a touchdown in their opening series. I didn't see a turnover in the time that I was watching. I texted my football buddies in the States. I said, how long they've been practicing together? They said, March 25th, they came together. So they had three weeks yep. of practice time, and it showed. Three weeks should be enough to... It should be. And I watched, like, I mean, I followed enough to know that the Michigan Panthers, the team that I, you know, that's, your team. that's my team, right? Because we have teams. Uh, they lost Jeff Fisher's team. And then did you see the running back from the Pittsburgh team get cut? Yeah. He got cut because. Davion Smith? Yeah. Because he wanted uh, pizza instead of chicken salad. From the, What's wrong with that? From the lunch line. So <laughs> that's been kind of hot on Twitter. That's like me asking for pizza here at the Great Eagle Buffet. He was being disrespectful. Yeah, if we had a tighter code of conduct, you'd be out of here. Kick. Hey, how, can you put some pizza on the buffet? They said, hubby, you hit the bricks. Okay. <clears throat> we do the cooking, you do the eating. Yeah. Uh, so that's the USFL. I, I'm, the Tampa Bay Bandits are my team, but I'm not sure whether they won or not. So I, I got to <laughs> do some digging here. But I enjoyed what I saw. Man, are we flying. We're covering a lot of ground here. We got to do some junior hockey notes. I mentioned the Estevan Bruins earlier. They're, the league final opens on Friday night. Flynn there. Here in the AJ, how about this? They don't play for another 10 days. Spruce Grove will game one at Brooks. Trying to space out. I guess that's what we get for starting your playoffs early. Yeah. The MJHL's in their semifinals. But for the dub, Connor McBedard. He's the player of the week, by the way, in the WHL. Breaking news. You called it. Yeah. His 50th and 56th goals of the year, Connor Bedard. Yeah. Real deal. Yeah, of course. You know, we watched the game, and he, I mean, he was snake-bitten in that game a little bit, and he's got a flair for the dramatic. So he's sitting on 49 goals, sitting on 95 points coming in, and we kind of joked that we're going to watch for 50, but it's Connor, so we should probably be on the lookout for 100 points too. And he had three assists early on and wasn't getting the goals, and then in the third period he scored his 50th goal, and the place went nuts. And it was a meaningless game, Mushad, guys. Friends and family game. Yeah, pretty much. But the crowd was good, and then... Um, with an empty net, um, with you know under a minute to go, he scores his 51st, and it was his 100th point, and the lid blew off the place, too, so that was pretty cool. But the Pat season's done. Yeah. The Hitman's season's done, so we're going to have to travel a little bit to watch uh, playoff hockey, which is fine. I don't know if we're going to go north to well, Red Deer. Edmonton-Lethbridge will be a really good series, too, so that's not yeah. so far. I'm not complaining. I'm yeah. just saying we're not going to be going just down the road. Right. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot of dub uh, playoff talk coming up. And, man, are we doing great here in terms of time. Because the last point I had is the NLL. I mentioned seven teams still in contention for three playoff spots. What was the final score? It was a low-scoring game. Saskatchewan rush Colorado Mammoth Saturday. 9-8. How was it? 9-8. It was really good. 
Um, they had picked up a goalie, Eric Penny, who had 37 saves a week ago against Vancouver. He couldn't play. Appendicitis, he couldn't play. So Adam Shute had to go back in and play. He hadn't played in, what, almost two months, right? Big shooter. Yeah, and struggled a little bit early, but he really settled things down late, and they won. The crowd was into it, doing a little scoreboard watching. The teams that had to win in the rest of the league did what they needed to do, so the Rush still have a chance at getting a playoff spot. Next Calgary year. Roughnecks have clinched, I know that. Yes, they, they are in. So their game April 30th is meaningless, but I think we'll be there anyways. And my last point is we have a winner on our Bet Regal contest, Brian Withrow, sorry, Brian Goldstrom of Withrow, Alberta, who watches this every day on Game Plus TV. He picked his game of the weekend was the Edmonton Oilers, Vegas Golden Knights. He picked the Oilers to win Saturday, and it happened. What a dreadful game it was, by the way, unless you're an Oilers fan. Brian, you won. We'll be in touch with you. You're going to hear from producer Clark. We'll be setting out a Bet Regal prize package, which includes a hoodie, a ball cap. I don't even know what's all in that. Yeah, Allie decides at Bet Regal. Yeah, so they make the call. He's in Toronto where they call it a hoodie. But sign up at betregal.ca today. Use the promo code RP22, and you'll get 22 welcome dollars to bet with. They're our exclusive betting partner. Put a little action on it. Makes it a little more fun. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. Sounds good. Tim Hunter moving in next. It is the RP Show. Very big day. Coming to you live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. There you go, a chilly look at Calgary on this Tuesday morning as we get rolling on episode number 739 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Aerial coverage provided by our friends at Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. I'm telling you, this is a distinct honor for me. I'm not even joking. Tim Hunter uh, played 815 NHL games. We all know Stanley Cup champion with the Calgary Flames. They're bringing him on the screen already. I was a longtime fan from the 80s and then got to know him with the Warriors. Even bigger fan. You're just a good guy. And he joins us down here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. How you doing, Tim? Fantastic. Can I get you to pull that mic in right into your... Uh, there you go. Appreciate it. There what is go. it? Are you following me around this town? or what? How come I keep seeing you everywhere? Yeah, wow. Amazing. At the... At the canvas auction and a restaurant and geez and then i was here and you weren't here so i <laughs> i was in bed already <laughs> but listen we got to tell a story because as you know me now tim long enough i know everybody's name around here i know all the staff so they said tim hunter was in here the other night and i said oh wh- how did that go this is the security guys well they said as soon as you walked in welcome to oil country yeah, smart Alec. I'm like, really? I said, listen, pal, I used to beat guys up like you for a living. Go away. And he loved it. <laughs> he loved it. He thought it was hilarious. But I want to start there. I was saying to you before we went to air, I knew living in Saskatchewan pretty much my whole life, this Flames Orders rivalry was something. And I went to college here. It's way hotter than I knew. The hate is palpable between these cities. Hey? Oh, yeah. Always has been. And, you know, Edmonton's got a few more Stanley Cups, probably a few more Grey Cups uh, than Calgary does. So it's the city of champions, and we're the city of also Rands, I guess. But uh, <laughs> um, we still keep hating each other, and it's, it's fun. 
Yeah, no kidding. And that's, I mean, where you roll in this town, everywhere you go, you're a pretty recognizable guy. People are pretty good mood when it comes to the hockey team these days. Yeah, it's been real fun to watch. And I was uh, at a lot of games early on in the season when they just started to get enrolling and did a little bit of Flames TV and uh, and what have you, and then went south to Arizona for almost four months and come back and see the, the finished product here uh, down the stretch and looking forward to playoff. Well, we should talk about the Arizona game because I saw you after that game. And I didn't go to that one, and I'm glad I didn't. But tell the uh, viewers what it was like because they were down one nothing after the first period. Yeah, they got a, Arizona got a lucky goal. And then as the period's go along, the, the crowd's getting a little, you know, a little, like, frustrated. And, and Calgary just stuck to their plan. They got a lot of scoring chances in the first. And I said to somebody, listen, it's, they're going to take the game over here. It's just a matter of time here. And, and my other favorite guy, Dylan Dubay, had scored the only goal against the Vegas, uh, in the Vegas game. And I, I thought uh, he's had a good year, a little bit, you know, frustrated with the goal scoring department, but playing well. So he scores two, and Calgary just takes over the game, as they should. Uh, Phoenix or Arizona, whatever you want to call <laughs> them, are not really in, in the same class as the Calgary Flames. You said you just got back from there. What's Arizona, I mean? What's the mood? Well, a lot of frustration with the people because they, you know, the team just hasn't improved. And I don't know. It's, it, the location over in Glendale is not the best because it's a long way from anywhere. Um, all the population's kind of in the middle of the Phoenix area. And they're on the far west side. And um, so they need a change. And I don't think going to the University of uh, or Tempe, ASU, yeah. Tempe is going to be the answer. Well... When you go there, what area do you stay in? I'm in Mesa, so on the east, east side, side of yeah. And there's a lot of Canadians on that side, and, and it's an hour to go across to go to a game from, from that side. So if they move to Tempe, it's going to be great. It won't be so far. Yeah, but the team's not going to be any better. And listen, I want to talk about happy topics, and we will, and tell some hockey stories here. But I had a buddy that was in uh, Phoenix last week. He saw New Jersey there, and I think they beat the – Coyote 6-2, and he said there's more people at a Pats-Warriors game, you know, a junior game. So if you're going to drive an hour and watch the worst team in the NHL, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah, total. You know, I'd drive six hours to watch a Pats-Warriors game that I would go to watch a uh, Devils-Coyotes uh, game for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I, I guess my question to you, my last one is, I, I'm just – fascinated by Canadians fascination with the coyote situation like everybody really seems to care I think that's just the way that we are but why are they keeping the team there for so long well yeah that's a good question I you know the dynamics of the NHL and Gary Bettman I that's a great question you don't have the answer for it today <laughs> no no if I did I'd probably be working in the NHL <laughs> okay fair enough so to the flames and last week Jamie McCown sat in that chair and he talked about, went through the whole roster and he talked about Lucic. And I said, was Tim Hunter that kind of guy for you? And he said, nah, not really. What, would you, what was your role compared to, was there a guy on this team that like you were? Yeah, not really, not yeah. so much. Uh, Lucic is, is more of a scorer. Um, and he will, he's, his job is to bang guys and set the tone and set the tone physically. And that was my job. But I, he's just a little more of a, uh, offensive threat than me that that'd be the only real difference 
Mm-hmm. Well, I just thought, who, who would be closer than Lucic to you? Not that many. No. He crashes and bangs. Yeah, and yeah. You know, Lewis, these guys that do play in the third and fourth line, they bang around a little bit. And, uh, um, you know, when Calgary wants to, to push back, they can. They've got a lot of big bodies. Zoroff, Branson, they're, they're big body guys. And you need those guys in the playoffs bang some bodies because you have to play some teams where the game's going to be physical. To win a Stanley Cup, you have to play three or four different ways. Offensive, defensive, tough, and then a combination of all three sometimes. So how many ways can this team play, do you think? They can play them all, and they've shown that with their consistency in, in winning. They've had some lulls, but the lulls haven't been too, too low. Um, but they can play any way you want. When you only have 190 goals against, they, they can play defense. They've got uh, 270 goals for, so they can score, um, and that's what you need. You've got to be able to score and defend, uh, and if you can't defend, you're, you're, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because we had Kristen Anderson down here last week from the Calgary Herald and Sun, and she follows the team every day. And I said, how is it weighing on Kachuk and these guys that have been around Goudreau long enough? Because you hear it, Tim, the you haven't done anything in the playoffs talk. I mean, the team hit 100 points, right, last week for the first time in 20 years. She said it's weighing on them every day. They're sick of it. Yeah. They want to go prove that it's... Yeah, and, and, that, and that's just the natural growth or progression of a team of good players. Uh, you know, look how long it took Alex Ovechkin to win a Stanley Cup and how many coaches went through to get him to finally realize how you have to play to win. And that's a little bit what's gone on here. Uh, it takes it takes time for these guys to learn how hard it is to win, and not just not just win d- during the regular season, but win in the playoffs and win more than just one round or more than just one game. Yeah. So enough about the current. We can come back on this because I love and the viewers love the hockey stories. And the guy knows of what he speaks. Stanley Cup champion in '89. So from '81 to '92 with the Flames. What's that count? Eleven seasons. 11. Is that what you say? Yeah. And then one season with Quebec, Vancouver for four, and rounding it out in San Jose, and then a 1,000 games as an assistant coach. But to play for the Flames for your hometown team and win a Stanley Cup, like you must think God's got your number in the pool, I would think. Doesn't get better than that. Well, being drafted by the Atlanta Flames, and then I was down in Atlanta at the time getting a knee, having a knee surgery, and I was done. I was back, back at David Poyle's uh, house, and... He said, I've got some good news for you. He said, we sold the team and it's moving to Calgary. I said, come on. So, and they added uh, the, the 20th man on the roster uh, that year. So that really helped um, guys like myself play in the NHL. So it was great. And then playing my first game in the Corral and, and spending 11 years here and winning Stanley Cup, going to Stanley Cup finals in 86 and losing to the Canadians. You know, the great teams we had, two President's Trophies, and, you know, the, the, the city. You talk about the Edmonton rivalry. Like, everyone, game day, you went and got gas, you went to the grocery store. Wherever you were around, everyone had something to say. So everyone <laughs> wanted you to win because it was big. And everyone was behind us, which was big, too. And, and uh, that's the greatest part about playing in your hometown is the fans. You know, I had so many fans and friends that were fans that it was great. Like I used to, one of the things I did at the beginning of the game during the anthem 
I knew where all my friends were in the building, and I just kind of went around the building and give everyone a nod. They'd all be looking at me, and I'd give them a nod during the anthem just to say, hello, I see you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Made you play better, obviously. Yeah, just, you know, pride, the pride of playing for your hometown and pride of, uh, you know, being a professional. Well, we often say, you know, the good times are over for good. Like, could those days return? They say in 04, it was very similar. Yeah, the Red Mile. And, and I was in Tampa for Game 7 when they lost. And uh, that was too bad. It would have been great for the city again. And, th- and this team is, is another one of those great teams. And it's, it's just waiting for his chance to prove that here as we get into the playoff. Mm-hmm. I mentioned to you the one season in Quebec, which, frankly, I did follow your career. I don't remember that. It was 48 games. You did score five goals, but it was a weird road to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being uh, selected in the expansion draft by Tampa, and then they traded me to Quebec. Pierre Paget was there, and he had had me in Calgary. And he tried to get me at the trade deadline that year, uh, the year before. And I was hurt, so I, did, I wasn't, they couldn't trade me. So I go to Quebec, and they were a real budget team. So I hadn't, I, my contract had expired with Calgary. That means Calgary. cheap? Yes. yes. That's a nice way of That's saying That's why they moved to Colorado. Right. Because they, <laughs> the owner was cheap and, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So anyways, I had uh, played my contract out. So they qualified me and they gave me, qualified me and I, what I made for the Flames. And they, they offered me a two-way contract. I hadn't been on a two-way contract in 10 years. So I wasn't really happy with that. So... I play the whole year. I'm a good soldier. I'm telling Pierre, like, here, you know, the last two or three years of my career, I'd like to make some more money and win and be valuable. I'm going to try to do that here. I was, you know, I had all those young guys, Joe Sackick, Owen Nolan, Curtis LeCision, Adam Foote, Mike Ricci, Matt Sundin, this whole crew of great players. And I was the grandfather, you know, doing all the babysitting and teaching what leadership was all about and professionalship professionalism was all about but no contract no they didn't have a date where you got your arbitration set you i was in filed for arbitration but there was no date like Mm -hmm. it was a you never knew when it was going to happen so finally pierre said okay i'll i'll help you out they put me on waivers and san jose sharks minnesota and vancouver were interested and i told my agent i said vancouver is the best fit they have a young guy there. He's really tough, and I think I could help him, help mentor him, and and uh, help the connect. That was Gino Logic. San Jose decided they weren't interested. And Minnesota made a claim an hour late, so they didn't get me. And Vancouver claimed, and they got me. And it was one of the best things that happened in my career is going there and playing there for four years for Pat Quinn because he was an unbelievable coach and an unbelievable guy. Went to a Stanley Cup final. Correct. And that was a lot of fun. We had a great group, Trevor Linden, uh, Kirk McLean, Dana Merzen, uh, Sergio Momessa, Cliff Ronning, Jeff Portnell, Jeff Brown, just Yerke Lumi, just a great group of guys. And that was a real magical run too. And, and coincides the two times I go to a Stanley Cup uh, final with Calgary, we beat Vancouver in the first round. And with Vancouver, we beat Calgary in the first round. And that sometimes <laughs> is the hardest thing for teams in the playoffs is to get through that first round because anything can happen 
Um, you're playing a team that has nothing to lose. They're the underdog against you being the higher seed, and it, it's tough. Yeah, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that and this year's Stanley Cup playoffs, too. Cool? Cool. Tim Hunter with us at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. By the way, promotional consideration brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants, traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We are part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to Clean Beauty for Men, available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four. ToughTribeForMen.com and Amazon Canada. And we're running a contest. The uh, packages that you hear Moose and I talk about, the shampoo, the conditioner, the pomade. What else is in it, Moose? That's everything, right? It's like a $70 value, I think. We're asking you to text Tough Tribe to our number. It's on the screen, 902-518-3033. Tough Tribe. That's all you got to do. And you will be randomly entered into a draw to be selected for one of those prize packages. We'll ship it on out to you. Tim Hunter is with us. We're at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, and we'll return in a moment. You are watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube live streaming. And if you missed the podcast, we can always be found wherever you find the best podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. RP Show continues from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. There's a look at it this Tuesday morning. By the way, the master of redneck comedy, Jeff Foxworthy. We'll be live at the Gray Eagle Event Center Saturday, May 28th. Actor, writer, producer, and former host of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Jeff Foxworthy's hilarious show can't be missed. Tickets are available now at Ticketmaster.ca. We've got Stanley Cup champion Tim Hunter with us here at Gray Eagle. Very appreciative of him coming down to the event center. And Tim, there are 10 games in the NHL tonight. And do you feel sort of like how much scoreboard watching are you doing and enjoying of the games as the team's jockey for position right now. Well, I'm a you know I'm a fan and um, big fan of some of the kids that I coached in Moose Jaw that are playing in the NHL, Tanner Janot in, in Nashville. So I'd really like to see them make the playoffs. They're playing the Flames tonight, so big game for both teams. Uh, Dryden Hunt, who plays in New York for Isn't the Rangers, had, had a great year, and he, you know he's moved around a little bit, but he's kind of found a home there. And of course, Point in uh, Tampa, uh, they've they're having another good year. They're not quite the the powerhouse they're missing some guys and so things like that that's what i look and watch and it's fun to uh especially when those guys come to town so i can go see him play live i gotta ask you about Braden point because we've been here a lot this winter and i want to say spring as we're in a blizzard here today but Braden point's name comes up so much in this town in the hockey community and they say how little he was and that they never thought he'd make it what do you remember when you first laid eyes on him in Moose Jaw? Well, I first laid eyes on him uh, here? in the prospect game here in Calgary in 214. Um, I was the coach of the uh, OR team, and Pointer was a, a late addition because Sam Bennett got hurt. The Pointer really was a little feisty because he thought he should have been on that, in that game to start mm -hmm. with. And I just, you threw him coaching the game, he was taking face-offs, he was competing so hard, skill, fast. And he wasn't really little. You know, Pointer's like almost 5'11". He was little when they drafted him. He was like 5'4", 125 pounds. 
and he just sprouted They up. say coming up through minor hockey. Yeah, he was he a was, tiny, tiny guy, yeah. yeah. But he's not, he towers over Thurman Fleury. Just towers over. Mm-hmm. He's a good five inches taller than Thurman He was 5'7". Yeah, at oh, best. yeah, yeah. And, um, but the competitive, I had, we, you know, we're up by a goal, face-off goalie out the end of the game, and I put Pointer out there to win the face-off. So it was in our, our, the right of our goalie, so perfect for a right uh, centerman. And then being able to go to Moose Jaw and have him as a, uh, as a player on my team, I was like, wow, this is going to be nice. He was your, your I call him um, maintenance-free hockey player. Just put him out there and he just get things done, regardless of what it was. Get the puck out of your own end, win a face-off, score a power play goal, make a big play, you name it, he could do it. And uh, it was a real treat to have him. He uh, still is. Yeah, he's still, he's still <laughs> doing all that. Yeah, um, he's had a couple little injuries and a couple little things this year, but uh, what a wonderful player! Great kid, just a rink rat. Loves being at the rink. Uh, um, loves being around the guys. Uh, he's going to have a hell of an NHL career for sure. The viewers want to know Stanley Cup predictions of yours. Well, there's there's my favorite three teams are Florida, Tampa, and Calgary. And, you know, when you look at the, the teams that have scored the most goals, given up the least, you know, Tampa's not quite the class of Florida and Calgary, but they've won before. They have, they'll get Kucherov back, and they'll have all these guys back come playoff time. And they'll be, you know, with the, the goalie, Vasilevsky's very good. So it'll be interesting. But Florida's really... They're really built. They're big. They can score. Um, and same thing with Calgary. They can score. And the number one thing is they really know how to play defense. And their goalie, Markstrom, has been phenomenal. And that's what you need in the playoffs yeah. to win as a goalie. You know, I know the Rangers have a good team, and there's a few other teams out there, but those are my three favorites. And I, Colorado is, is a good team as well, and Calgary will have to get through Colorado to get to the, play, get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Darcy Kemper's the goalie there, right? Yeah. I mean, would you not say he's a little unproven compared to a Philip Grubauer? You know, what makes you not have Colorado necessarily win in the West? I, just the consistency and, and the goaltending and their mm-hmm. goals against. They're not quite in the, the same uh, neighborhood as Calgary, but they're close. Um, and I'm, I'm just a Calgary fan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's you a know. little bias there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. They also, <clears throat> they also want your WHL. Playoff pre, uh, predictions, if you have any. Ooh, well, it'll be, yeah, it's tough. You know, it's because Edmonton and, and Winnipeg will have to play each other at some point. And, you know, the t- you, you know 90% of the time or 95% of the time, the, the best team wins in the playoffs. And it's just a matter of, you know, being healthy and, and getting some breaks. I think Winnipeg will come out of the East and, you know, it's hard to say. Everett, Portland, I'm not sure, you know, in, in, the, in the West, what's going to happen over there. Kamloops, I like them too. They, they're, they've had a good year. Uh, that's, that's a good question. I haven't paid it close to the West, as close to the West as I have to the East. Um, been a few Hitman games and watched the Warriors. And, uh, yeah, I watched part of the game the other night, uh, highlights of uh, the Pats-Warriors game with uh, – Connor Bernard, wow, what a player. <laughs> yeah, he's hard to handle for the other team. He's got a great shot and a great release, and he's, he's uh, yeah, he's, he's crafty. 
Actually, on that note, guys, I'll just wind this up with a, a sports update, and we'll come back and we'll talk about Tim Hunter's next career, starring in music videos and some of the other things. But I, as we talk about it, the WHL announced that Regina Pats forward Connor Bedard has been named Player of the Week. The 16-year-old led all dub skaters with eight points in three games with the Pats. The goalie of the week is Tikon Cheka of the Prince Albert Raiders. He turned aside 51 of 53 shots he faced this past week, going 2-0 and with a 1.01 goals against average. He's from Minsk, Belarus. And uh, yeah, the, his Raiders have clinched the playoff spot. Vancouver Canucks continue their improbable late-season playoff push tonight when they host the Ottawa Senators. Canucks have won six in a row and are now five points back of the Stars for the final wildcard berth. Also tonight, Toronto hosts Philly. Montreal's home to Minnesota. Winnipeg visits the Rangers. Calgary's in Nashville. And the Blue Jays square off against the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park in a battle of American League East rivals tonight. The Jays will send Yusei Kikuchi to the mound against the Sox. Toronto leads the division with a 6-4 and four record. Boston is 5-5. Five and five. This sports update is brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap, Brewhouse, and drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. One more segment with Tim Hunter after this break. We're live from Gray Eagle. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV and YouTube Live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live. Unfortunately, just one segment left with Tim Hunter. And as usual, all the questions come in near the end of our time. But the Stanley Cup champion, 815-game NHL bets here, plus 1,000 coaching. That's a lot. Uh, do you mind answering some fan viewer sure, questions? No. Cynthia's watching in Pittsburgh. She says, what a fantastic interview to come back to. I could listen to Tim Hunter speak all day. Just an all-around great player and coach. Did you say music videos? Yes. I wish we had it to air. You're in a music video. Correct. Correct. Yeah, just uh, came <laughs> out yesterday. Uh, the boys from On the Bench, uh, Ole and Jake, and then the, the band, The Stereos. They put together this in late November, early December. Before I went to Arizona, we did it in a bar downtown. I was the bar bouncer and the bar bartender. <laughs> and it was fantastic. It's, it's going to be a big thing. It's, it's a great song. What's it's the fun. band? The Stereos. Oh, they're big. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just a fun kind of thing. It's called Bad Times. And from the bad times we've all gone through in the last couple of years here to the more good times. And uh, it's, it's a fun hockey thing. Ron McLean's in it uh, as well. And just, they're, just, they're just great guys. They're, they're fun. And uh, we hang out, uh, do some hockey things together and what have you. And they asked me to be a part of this music video. I said, sign me up. Yeah, and they showed the video of you and Lanny lifting the Stanley Cup, which incidentally, I was with Terry Crisp in Nashville. And he said, that cup clinching game and your part on the roster keeps him up at night to this day. Oh, yeah. Well, Are you, know, you over it? Oh, you bet. Tim uh, didn't play in that game. You know, Lanny... Lanny played about 12 or 13 games in the playoffs, and Jim and I had played 19 games in the playoffs. And, you know, it was uh, one of those things. Uh, you, you have three captains, Lanny, Jim, and Tim, and only one can play. And <laughs> exactly. it was a pretty good pick with uh, Lanny. He scored a big goal for us. And, you know, we, uh, we were more than happy to go out and get that cup, and Lanny was very, uh, 
very gracious as how he did it. Crispy and, said the hardest decision he's ever made. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. In his life, he yeah. cried over it. Yeah, I know. He's told me that many times. Yeah. And uh, just one of those things. And everyone said, oh, you should have put your gear on and gone out there and stay your sweatpants. But we were working out because, you know, we, if there was another game, we had to be ready. And you just start watching the game. And you, you know, I'm not going to go put my gear on to go out there. And Pep goes, well, I'm not going to go on the ice. I said, Pep, we're going on the ice. I said, okay, if you don't want to come on the ice, I'll go on the ice and I'll get the cup. I'll bring it over to the glass and you can run it around the concourse. He goes, I'm coming out there. Yeah. And as Lanny pointed out, I didn't really. Only team to ever win the Stanley Cup in the forum. Correct. As the road team. That's something. And listen, I got to sort of cut you off, but Jason and Red Deer wants to know your thoughts. What's the best course of action to get a new arena deal done in Calgary? Best course of action? Well, gee, I don't know about that. Win some hockey games and get, go deep in the playoffs. Um, you know, I'm not into the politics of it all, of, of why. We do need it. When you go into the Saddle Dome and you're down in the bottom and you're seeing people stuffed into little corners that are doing their job because there's no room, and you go in, then you go into these big new buildings like in Edmonton and you see how much room they have for all the production people and all the service people, even the Zambonis. They have hardly room to park through Zambonis down in the bowels of the, of the Saddle Dome. So it's much needed. Um, uh, the, the organization is really well run great people running the organization here in Calgary. And I think they, they deserve getting a new building here. Yeah. Well, I guess they need a salesman like, because again, you know, my rural background, my thing is what you want and what you need are two different things. I thought you don't need it. And then I get out here and see what you just said. And it is the oldest rink in the NHL, you know, and then, and now it's full and it's rocking and you kind of look at the roof and go, that suspension's not what it was in 19. 81. 81. 83, it, I think. Well, whatever it was. Yeah. You kind of sit there and go, is, are we safe in here? Yeah. Well, I think we're safe in there. I mean, it's, you know, it's all these little things. It's going to cost about $20 million to take that building down. And it's, it's a lot of money. And then all these other things. So, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the politics of it. Just hope it happens. Eh? Yes. Yeah. Tim, anything else before we let you go? No, it's fun. Uh, it's fun, uh, fun that you guys are here in Calgary. It's it's nice to be part of this. Nice you guys in, include us in this. And uh, I'm looking forward to a good playoff run here. Well, bring you down and we'll talk. Hopefully they go a long ways. We'll have lots to talk about. You bet. Thanks, Tim. Tim Hunter uh, joining us here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. On the way next hour, the moose will come back in. And I never even asked him about you, Darren, but it looks like uh, <laughs> bygones are bygones. It's good. We'll talk WHL playoffs, NLL, all that stuff. Raptors, Blue Jays that we opened with. And Jason Tatarnik, the boss man of the Estevan Bruins, all coming up too. That's an hour two. Stick around here on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and of course, listen live at rodpeterson.com. Well, great. Thank you. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets,
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.